Thank you. Wow, there's heaps here. Um, all right, I, I printed out my lesson, and then I forgot to take it out of the printer. So if you can't see me, it's because I'm Filipino, that's why. You know, how many times have I told everyone that they should adjust this to people like me? Anyways, um, first of all, I'd like to congratulate all of the teams. Last night was awesome. I believe, I believe last night was a successful quiz night. You know, the honest passion and honest preparation, plus I saw many church members behind the scenes, like the McDonald's, Carrie's, and, and Scott, and of course our host for the night, Alan. Um, I also appreciate all the teams who helps in serving, selling, etc. And I, I failed to rec- and if I fail to recognize you, God knows your reward is in heaven. Amen. You know, and um, you know, Alan is not here right now, so please do pray for Olivia. Olivia uh, was rushed ru- rushed to um, Starship. Um, that's why they're there right now. So as a family, maybe we can. Um, you know, put together, I don't know, prepare something for them, uh, lunchtime or, or dinner, whatever. Um, because, uh, uh, yeah, basically at this point, they're, they're there right now. Um, so do pray for that. And also Dave is sick right now. Um, so, uh, you know, I know you have to just bear with me because... That's why I'm preaching today, because Dave is sick, so please pray for him as well. We have a sister that, that will be arriving tomorrow from L.A., because um, she was planning to, to come over here to be with her mom who was sick, but unfortunately she passed away already, but she's be, she'll be coming here tomorrow, um, so um, she'll be here for one week. If you guys have the opportunity to spend time with her and encourage her, that would be awesome. Her name is uh, Donna. Um, so, uh, so many things are happening, but you know what? God is in control. Yeah. You know, God, God knows our needs and, and He will provide for our needs. Um, so, uh, last night, it was, it was incredible. I, I didn't, I, I wasn't, when I found out that I was going to preach, I wanted to just drop off the kids and, and, um, and then leave and, and sort of prepare for the lesson. So, uh, Dave... Uh, sent me his lesson, so I got some from his uh, notes that I'm going to be uh, sharing tonight, today. But um, it was awesome because um, our, our our team, we call ourselves the Team Agers, um, because it it was a teens' night. You guys didn't get it. Though. But we won. We won. You know, so so that, that 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 was awesome. Guys, Team Agers, you know. <laughs> All right. my, if my kids are here, they're going to go, no, Dad, don't do that. <laughs> Anyways, congratulations to everyone. That was really encouraging and inspiring. Um, before we start, I, want, I just want to mention a few things that are in Dave's notes. Um, so, uh, number one, invites for our Christmas service uh, are available right there. So, if you want to invite your friends, uh, please do get some. I encourage you to invite them, in fact. Um, so, uh, please get some from the sound table. Uh, and Nathan, we're going to be uh, missing him because he's, he's going to be leaving on the 14th of December. Guys, you're definitely going to miss him because, you know, he's probably the tallest that sits in front, you know, so you, you will be able to see from, from behind now. Uh, you know, 
they're not fired up that you're leaving. They're fired up because they can see now. So. Okay. And, um, and today it's going to be exciting because we have two people added to uh, Christ's body. First we will see uh, Connie. Connie was, um, uh, was attending our church in one of the provinces in the Philippines. And uh, she came over here, um, you know, stayed there for many years and uh, basically left, left the, the body. Uh, but now, and, and, and she's been studying the Bible. And today she's, she's going to be restored to the body of Christ. Amen? Um, and, and after that, we see, uh, you know, you notice that the baptistry is getting filled up um, because uh, Tony's husband, Daniel, will be baptized today. So isn't that awesome? So that's, that's incredible. So, um, so my message for today is entitled, well, we're going to be reading in John 19. Who did this? Okay. It's not just a cliche, you know. That's the title of the message. You know, when it comes to our faith, there are a few uh, cliches or, or, you know, that we, that can, uh, there are a few things that can be classified as cliches. You know, one of them is probably let God, and let, uh, let go and let God. Yeah? How about uh, everything happens for a reason? These are some of the cliches. Or, when God opens a door, he opens a window. Right? Uh, God will not give you more than you can handle. These are uh, cliches for you know for you know that Christians no- normally use. But there's one slogan or cliche that sounds very cliche, but it's not really because it is so true. And that is God is in control. So that's why I entitled this. It's not a. It's not just a cliche, you know. Because God will always be in control. And if you say it, and you say it as if it's a cliche, then, yeah, that, that's fine. But I think deep in our hearts, we honestly believe it is true. That God is and will always be in control. Let's read through John chapter 19 in verse 17 to 37. So that was the, the, the crucifixion of Jesus. Um... Uh, so the soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying his own cross. He went out of the place of skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had an, a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers crucified Jesus. They took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said, They divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldier this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciples whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here's your son. 
And to the disciple, here's your mother. And from that time on, his disciples took her into his home. The death of Jesus. Later, knowing that everything had been, have now been finished, and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so, there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on the stalk of a hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now it was the day of preparation, and the next day was, this, was to be a special Sabbath. Because uh, the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath. They asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus, and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus and found that they, he was already dead, they did not break his leg. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony. The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you also may believe. These things, these things happen so that the Scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken, and as another scripture says, they will look on the one they have pierced. You know, between the Gospels, there's, Jesus seems to have more details as to what actually happened. You know, um, uh, before we continue on, I, I, I want to share a trivia. Um, so here, if Jesus died on a Friday as we traditionally know it, and resurrected on a Sunday, why did the scripture say the Son of Man will die then? rise on the third day. So when you count it, Friday, you know, traditionally we believe Jesus died on Friday, um, and then he rose on Sunday, right? So Friday, Saturday, that's just two days, right? So why, why is that? Um, so this service is awesome because, um, you know, it will help you have a conviction of why it's three days. So some explain this this way. And the day Jesus died is the first day, the next day, which is Saturday, is the second, and Sunday was the third. But, Matthew twelve forty says, the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So that's sort of the, um, you know, uh, that didn't actually answer, you know, that, that explanation. So here we see clues to the trivia. Jesus needed to be buried before the Sabbath. Traditionally, a Saturday. That's why we traditionally think Jesus died on a Friday. But this was a special Sabbath. Not the week Sabbath, which is Saturday, but this happened on a Friday. This was the Passover. Okay, so there we be here. John and Luke mentioned that Jesus died during the preparation, which makes it a Thursday. Okay? So um, here we see the next slide. John mentioned in third 31 that Jesus died on the preparation a day before Passover. Hence, the Last Supper was never a Passover meal. We traditionally think the Passover meal was actually the Last Supper. Paul said at one point in his letter, he said, you know, on the day Jesus died, he, he, he had that supper, right? Uh, he didn't mention that this, it was the Passover meal. That's one of the clues as well. But in also, also in Luke chapter 23, verse 54, it actually says there that... Um, when they took Jesus' body, it was still preparation day. It's still not Passover. 
Okay? So, here's the, the timeline here. So, the, the actual Passover in the Old Testament was in Nisan 15. Nisan is the first month of the Jewish calendar. Um, and it sits between March and April. Okay? So, Nisan 13, the April 3rd, was a Wednesday. That was the Last Supper and, and, and when he was uh, arrested. Nisan 14, that was a Thursday. That was the preparation. And the Passover meal usually happens that night. You got to understand that the Jewish day starts on the sunset of the previous day. You guys know what I'm saying? Okay, so Thursday night was the Passover meal. But the Last Supper was actually Wednesday night. So Jesus died on Thursday. You know, um, so they did not, they, they, were, they, they had to um, uh, take down his body before Sabbath. And you're probably saying, but Sabbath, John, Sabbath is actually Saturday. That's the week Sabbath. But this was a special Sabbath where Passover fell on a Friday, Nisan 15 fell on a Friday. Sabbath means the day of rest. And when Passover uh, falls on any day, it was considered a Sabbath, a day of rest. So that week was special because there were two Sabbaths. Now, uh, you can see um, that in Matthew, actually it says, after those Sabbaths, in Matthew 28 verse 1, I believe, you know, where Matthew reported that there were actually two Sabbaths for that week. So Jesus died actually on a Thursday, and they, you know, and obviously they had to rush to take him down because that same night they were, you know, it's going to be Passover, and they couldn't, uh, uh, they couldn't do it anymore. They, which means they have to wait until Sunday for them to to bury him because it's Friday and Saturday and Sunday. That's why Joseph of Arimathea rushed and say, "Let you know, give me his body." And, and uh, so we can bury him. Okay. Now here's, a, here's another uh, uh, important thing. Um, the, the, the women prepared spices. And they went there on Sunday morning. You know, and the reason why they did that, traditionally, they would prepare spices for the dead. Uh, you know, and, and put it there. But this was already late Thursday night, about to be preparation. And, and they could not buy any spices on Friday and Saturday because those are Sabbaths. So they had to bury him without the spices. That's why on Sunday morning, they had to rush the, there early in the morning. Now, traditionally, that is still considered Sabbath. But I don't think they were going to do it right there. As soon as the sun rises, which is normally Sunday morning, that's no, more Sabbath, that's no longer Sabbath, which means they can uh, prepare Jesus' uh, uh, body already. Okay? So that's why uh, Jesus was there uh, on, on the third day. Okay? The only scripture that seems to imply that it was Sabbath was in, in, in Luke where Jesus said, I'm eager to, uh, to eat this Passover meal, he said. But then, he may actually not be saying that this meal was actually the Sabbath. He may be implying that the Passover meal is actually tomorrow. You know, so that was just implied. Um, so, remember Sabbath being uh, uh, Saturday, so that's, and then, okay, I'll explain that already. Now, this is important, since John wanted to clarify that Jesus was 
the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. In Nisan 14, that was the preparation for the Passover. They killed the Lamb of God at that point, or the Lamb, where they put the blood on, 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 on the doors. You know, this coincides to the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Hence, Jesus died on preparation day, Thursday night. Does that make sense? Okay, here's an insight. Now, everyone who has this blood will not be killed as the angel of death passes over. If you're a Christian right now, and you're a baptized Christian, if the angel of death, you know, you can just imagine in analogy, passes by and you have the blood of Jesus, the angel of death will passes over you. Isn't that awesome? So that that is just an insight that I wanted to share. Um, But here, you can see that that John in his scriptures mentioned that this scripture might be fulfilled three times. Because at that point, we may think that, um, you know, wow, you know, if if you haven't actually read the Bible yet, or if you, you lived that time, you'd go, oh no. You know, who the person we considered as the Son of Man, the one who was going to save us, is actually going to die. And you know what? He's dying. You know, this, this, this shouldn't happen. He's supposed to be the Messiah. How come he's dying right now? But what they don't understand was that even in death, even in those times, Jesus, being the Son of, of, of God... In, in, in God was still in control in his death. Are you guys with me? Yeah. So it's not just a cliche, you know. Yeah. It is really true. One of them is the scripture that talks about um, uh, about his garments, right? The garment says, um, uh, the, the scripture says, they divided my clothes among them and, and cast lots for my garment. This can be seen in Psalm 22. You know, Psalm 22 was written about a thousand years before this happened. Actually, you can do it on your own. If you read the whole Psalm 22, if you're thinking about a detailed account of the cross of Jesus, you can see it in Psalm 22. That was written by somebody, by, 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 by David, who was not even considered a prophet. But since after Jesus came, all his Psalms came true, then we consider Jesus, uh, David as one of the prophets. But again, I want to challenge you. Read Psalm 22. You can see it from start to end. How that described what actually happened during that time. And if people are like, oh man, this is happening to Jesus. You know, where is God right now? What is happening? But actually, God has always been in control. It doesn't matter. It's in the scriptures. And the scripture was there to show that Jesus was the Son of God. He is sovereign. Are you guys still with me? The second one is is about his thirst. They put gall in my food and gave vinegar for my thirst. You know, again, Psalm 69. Read through Psalm 69. I think amongst the Psalms, Psalm 22 describes it. But Psalm Psalm 69 is actually close to describing as well. Um, uh, The... the, 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 crucifixion of Jesus. So there, um, here we see that uh, John referenced the scripture in the Old Testament, they put gall in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst. Not to be confused with the wine mixed with myrrh, which 
some charitable people offered him on the way to the cross. Uh, that one was offered as a sedative designed to dull the agony, which Jesus refused. But here we can also see in Psalm 69 that what was happening was already prophesied during that time. Again, at that point, men and women would probably go, what is happening? Jesus was supposed to be the Son of God. Now He's not. He's dying in the cross. But it's actually in the Scripture. God is in control. It's not just a cliche, you know. Third reference is the, about His bones. You know, uh, it says there, um, or, or even the piercing, it must be eaten inside the house. Take none of the meat outside the house. Do not break any of the bones in Exodus chapter uh, 12. Typically, legs would be broken to ensure death. From this point, no ability to raise up uh, 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 and, and breathe. You know, I don't know if you've actually uh, read some medical you know, analogy of, of how people who die in the cross die. They actually, they have to, they're, they're hanging like that and they, they have to force themselves up so they can breathe, right? They, they have to push with their uh, feet. But in order for them to die quickly, because it's going to be Sabbath, remember? Uh, the special Sabbath. They have to die right away. So to do that, they, they broke the, the bones of, of, of the two teeth. You know, and eventually they died. And with Jesus, they, they found out that he's already dead. So no need to break his bone. Right? So again, fulfilling the scripture that no bone... Uh, should be broken. It, it must be eaten. In Zechariah chapter 12, verse 2, they look on me. Uh, this is about the piercing. I don't know if it's there. Sorry. Okay. They look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, look, he's coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. Okay, for his readers, John was illustrating even what appears to be a tragedy is not out of God's control. Even while soldiers mercilessly gam gamble for his clothes, God was in control. Even when he was pierced in the side, God was in control. Even when he dies at the hand of ruthless soldiers, God was in control. The sovereign hand overseeing all the events, sovereign even in details, sovereign even the merciless act of ruthless people. In all these, God was in control. It's not just a cliche, you know. For God, the point of the story is not just that Jesus was killed, but that he died according to his plan. It's not just a cliche, you know. And what does it mean for us? You know, at this point, Jesus said, actually before he died, that he mentioned that it is finished. You know, um, it means to complete the work. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. For him, the work is completed. But what is this work? You know, we can, we, we can look at different scriptures that talks about what the work is all about. In John chapter 4, it says here, my, in verse 34, My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of Him who sent me and to finish 
his work. John chapter 4 was about the Samaritan woman. You know, remember that time when Jesus talked to the Samaritan woman by the well. And then his disciples was, you know, going to the market. He went to the Samaritan uh, town to buy food. Then they came back. And, you know, and he was talking to the Samaritan woman. And, 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 and Jesus, uh, and they asked him. And, and then at one point he said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me to finish his work. That is the work that Jesus said was finished at that point when he was here. But that is also what He wants us to do. That is our work as Christians. You know, and, and Jesus in John chapter 4, He says, you know, what are you going to say, you know, a few more months before the harvest? No, don't think that way. Look, it's harvest. You know, you can just imagine that incident, you know. Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman and the, 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 the apostles came by and then what happened was the Samaritan woman Left and they started talking to Jesus, right? And they were talking to Jesus about, you know, you know why why he was talking to the Samaritan woman. And at that point, while Jesus is here and he, here's his disciples is here, you know, while they were talking, you can just imagine the whole town following the woman at the back of Jesus. And the apostles, the, apostles, the disciples, were, were listening to Jesus, and Jesus was saying, "Don't say." The harvest is, you know, a few more months. It is now. Look at that. It's right there. Look at the, how many people are following this woman, a Samaritan woman. You know, do we just preach to the Jews? No, the time is now. We can convert Samaritans. I bet you so the Samaritan woman was probably the very first missionary. You know, and, you know. Too bad it's not a male. No, I'm, just, I'm not being a... But, but what I'm saying is this. You know, it doesn't matter. God is using people to preach the word. To convert people. You know, and this woman didn't spend time with Jesus. So it's not an excuse for you to say, I'm just a young Christian. This, this woman just talked to Jesus maybe for about 15 minutes. Maybe an hour. I don't know what they talked about. But it didn't matter. She just preached about Jesus. You know, it didn't matter whether she knew everything about Jesus, everything about the Old Old Testament. No, she just preached and shared about Jesus. Look, this is the man who had told told me everything I ever did. That was the work. And Jesus said, you know what? You don't have to actually do the work. It's already done. You know, Jesus was there. It's already done. All we have to do is open our mouths. Right. Open our mouths. John 17 verse 4. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me. It is to God's glory when we help somebody become Christian. It is not to our glory. You know, again, let's remind ourselves that God just uses us as empty vessels. Amen? Amen. And if we ever convert or help somebody become a Christian, you know, it's solely through God's glory. But I just, I just appreciate how much God has been, uh, been using our Bible talk in the, in the shore. You know, um, we, we, we prayed at the start of the year in 2017 for our Bible talk to be fruitful. You know, we want to pray that we, we can help a couple become Christians as a Bible talk. You know, and, and, and actually, I really appreciate 
every single one in our, our Bible talk because even though you know how sometimes you want to be personally fruitful and if you're if you don't reach out to that person it sort of stops you from actually giving your heart but, but the, 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 uh, the disciples in our Bible talk they just gave their heart you know thank, thank God for how he used uh, the people so like Ray Ray studied the Bible with Brad you know amongst other uh, and you know and, and Brad was baptized Metus studied the Bible with Trevor as well with amongst other brothers um, even though you know it, it will not be credited to the Bible talk but you know what he just loved Trevor he got baptized Elsebi you know reach out to Caitlin and, and, and um, Robin yeah or Abby yes I mix you guys both both the teen women and Amin and Coral which you know study the Bible with Tony yesterday while uh, Matthew Scott and myself were studying the Bible with, with Daniel Ray and Gerald was praying were, were praying you know about 30 minutes before the study you know and, and, and you know today we're going to see Tony get restored and, and um, Daniel get baptized you know that I, I think God wants more and you know I was talking to Dave about it and he said you know what bro if you really if you actually pray about it God you know when, when Jesus said you know pray in my name it's basically saying pray my will that it will be done in you know in your life you know, if, if you pray to be fruitful, if you pray that God will help you to help somebody, God will do it. Because you're praying in His name. And that will happen. If you're struggling with something, if you pray to repent, God will do it. If, you're, if you want to be out of yourself and, and to be confident so that you can talk to people, so you can reach out to many, God will do it. If you pray to, to, to win Lotto, no, God will not do it. I've done that many times. And you know what God did? You gotta buy Lotto ticket first! Oh, okay. But according to His will, in His name, God will answer it. We always say it. God is in control. The bottom line, it's not just a cliche, you know? Thank you.